Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. What are we, like 20-something days away from Christmas? It's right around the corner, man. I can't wait. I, I, am, I am so jacked. 25 days away from Christmas. I am so excited. Today is Wednesday, November 30th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. 25 days away from Christmas. I am super jacked. Billy, how were the storms last night over at your house, man? They were pretty bad over here. They're pretty rough, dude. Uh, and the rain continues uh, currently. Uh, it looks like it's going to be like it's going to my commute into work is going to suck. Yeah, that's uh, that's never good when it rains. It's not a good commute for you normally, but especially when it rains, man, people in Atlanta just forget how to drive. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not something I'm looking forward to. But, you know, just, at uh, least call out sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's not working. <laughs> I know. I woke up this morning. The first thing I did was go outside and check on my blow ups. Uh, obviously, did not have any of them inflated last night because of the storm. I knew it was rolling through, but it was so bad. I, I went out and checked on them, you know, deflated out there just to make sure they were still there. Yeah, um, because the I don't know how bad the wind was. I never saw the wind terrible, uh, but the but the rain and the thunder and everything. Man, I uh, I ended up with three kids in my bed last night plus a dog, so it was a very very cramped bed when I woke up this morning. Needless to say, it's not surprising. I, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> thunder and lightning like that, I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, today is also National Moose Day, Billy. Are and we're not talking about the animal folks, uh, the fluffy like chocolate treat. Um, I guess you can eat it on your own. It's like a it's like a fluffy form of a pudding. Billy, are you yeah. a fan of moose? I can definitely get down with some moose for okay. sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my uh, you know Kathy, my stepmother, she yeah. or stepmother, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always get those family name associations wrong. Uh, she makes a moose type dish that tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, and it has. Um, Oh crap! The the cinnamon, what's the cinnamon flavored uh, alcoholic drink? I can't uh, think of what it's called. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I can't think of what it's called. But she makes a mousse dish like that. That's you know has a little bit of a, a an adult beverage in it, and that is fantastic. That is really really good. I've eaten way too much of that before, um, but that's really good. But normal mousse, not a big fan, as everybody knows in this podcast. Not a huge sweet guy. Not a huge sweet guy. Billy, NFL power rankings. Once again, we had a weird week this week, and it always throws me off the week of Thanksgiving because you have, like, you have Thursday games, you have Sunday games, you have Monday games, and you have a bunch of Thursday games. It it throws me off, and it almost feels like the NFL plays the entire week of Thanksgiving. So it throws me off. But I have my top five here. Little little shakeup and little changes. And actually, let's see, I, I did that one wrong. Uh, 
So number one, I have the Chiefs. I think they are the de facto best team in the NFL right now, which is kind of crazy seeing as they lost their number one offensive weapon in uh, Tyreek Hill over the offseason. They did add Kadarius Toney recently, but he went out with a hamstring injury this weekend. So we'll see kind of where that leaves the Kansas City Chiefs. So I have them at number one. At number two, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they have played a relatively weak schedule compared to what the Chiefs have played, but you can't deny their record. They just go out there and they keep winning and they keep beating whoever is put in front of them. And, and folks, it's the NFL. Let's be real. Everybody you face in the NFL is a tough team. And and they've, they've played 11 games and they've only lost one. So, I, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. At number three, I have the Vikings. The Vikings, in my opinion, are just like the Eagles, the team that I keep waiting for the other shoe to fall because I do not believe in Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. But week in and week out, they keep proving me wrong, and the Vikings keep winning. They're 9-2 and two right now, uh, sitting in third place in my power rankings, sitting in first place in their division. So, I, you know, they have to be up there. They have to be in the top five. Number four, I think, might be the team with the most momentum on their side in the AFC and honestly, this is going to sound very weird, but a team that I would not be surprised if they are the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, the Miami Dolphins. Really? I am a big fan of what Mike McDaniel and Tua are doing down there. Tua is one of those guys that has been overlooked his entire NFL career. Um, and when Tua is healthy and in the starting lineup, that Dolphins team might be the best team in the AFC. I am a huge fan of what Mike. I love Mike McDaniel as a head coach. I think he's, I think he's a breath of fresh air compared to all the other old whites that we have in the NFL that are head coaches right now that are boring and just give like, crappy interviews and horrible coach speak and they're just irrelevant, honestly. Outside of their coaching brilliance, which is what they're hired to do, they're just sort of irrelevant. Nobody cares about them. It, they're not interesting people. Mike McDaniel's is the complete opposite of that. You know, he's he's a genius on, a, on, a, on almost a uh, savant level on coaching and outside of the coaching aspect he's a very interesting human being um so yeah i'm a huge fan of the dolphins right now in two or three weeks i wouldn't be surprised if they're right up there with the chiefs um battling for that number one spot big fan of the dolphins i think they're trending up right now and at number five i'm gonna have my dallas cowboys who get a win uh, by eight points on Thanksgiving night. I think they are putting it together now. The thing I love most about the Cowboys after Dak came back is they remained a very balanced offense. When Dak was out, it was it was a pretty balanced offense run pass. That wasn't the case before Dak got hurt. It was probably about 70-30 pass-heavy offense. And that's not how the Cowboys are set up. They have two really, really good running backs, and they need to, you know, feed those running backs and play the clock. They have a, they have probably the best defense in the NFL, and they need to run the ball, control the clock, and use Dak when you have to because he's a, he is a talented quarterback. Uh, so I have them at number five right now, and the uh, I think the two best teams in the NFC are in the same division this year. I think it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. I think both of them are better than the Vikings. Um, and I think it's going to be I, right now the a, the AFC championship as it stands. My predictions right now are Chiefs, Dolphins, 
and Eagles Cowboys. Now, it obviously depends on where they are in the bracket and how they get put in, the, you know, that that scenario. But if you're just telling me to pick the two best teams in the NFC and the AFC, right now I'm going Chiefs Dolphins. And in the NFC, I am going Cowboys and Eagles. I put the Vikings at three just because of their record. They keep winning. They keep looking like a winning squad. I just have zero faith in Kirk Cousins as a quarterback in the playoffs. That's my power five in the NFL for this week. All right. My my power five for, for the NFL hasn't changed much from last week. The top three are the same. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Um, I know the Bills only won, you know, barely this week but uh, it's still a win in the nfl and you know what they're there's when you find a way to win in the nfl it's it's a win's a win yeah 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 i'm with you on that one i had cowboys last week at five i've I've got them moved up to four this week and i've got the dolphins at um at five so okay much of the same i think the vikings are just on the outside looking in um. Personally, that's just yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I I don't know about you. Do you have faith in Kirk Cousins as a quarterback? As as like a down the road can yeah. win the big games for you, quarterback? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I've, I've oh. always had faith. See, that's the weird thing, man. Like, I I've really liked Kirk Cousins for a long time, and I've always had faith with faith in him. So it's not okay. all right. I think he's. I think he's a much better quarterback than a lot of people think and give him credit for. All right. All right. I'm with you on that one. Hey, if he proves it, awesome. He seems like a great guy. Kirk Cousins seems like an awesome guy. Um, Yeah, you'll notice in my power five, I don't have any bills. Uh, I think that team has a lot of issues right now. Von Miller's out. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. So that's a team, you know, that uh, I I don't know. There's just something wrong. There's just something with the bills. that's not clicking right now. Now, yeah. We're, we're 11 games into an 18-game season. That could change. That could change in seven weeks. And the Bills sure. could be the dominant the dominant force in the NFL that we all thought they were. But right now, something's not clicking. All right. Let's get to the college football uh, power – or excuse me, not the co- power rankings. Look at yeah, the sort of, they're college, sort of like power rankings. Hey, they kind of are. College football <laughs> playoff rankings. Uh, they The penultimate uh, rankings came out yesterday. Um. UGA continues to be number one. Uh, Michigan, number two. TCU, three. USC, four. So those right now are your playoff teams. Any issues there? Any issues there? No. None. None no. whatsoever. Yeah, me either. I'm with you. I think they they got it right. But, you know, sort of like what um, Herbie was saying, none of these rankings matter until Sunday. That's right. That's the only that's the only ranking that matters is Sunday. And we've seen them do squirrely stuff on a Sunday with the rankings. Well, the first power or the first power rankings, the first playoff rankings that came out, let's not forget that the penultimate uh rankings, I'm pretty sure Ohio State was sixth. Were they not? Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah, and they, they jumped up two spots. They jumped up two spots over TCU, who won? Bingo. And so, that that is the thing that it's not going to happen this year because that in that year Ohio State was in the Big Ten championship and won what was it 59 to 3 59 was the final score 59 nothing okay. uh, so Ohio State won't jump a USC champion or a TCU champion this year I don't right. I don't think they shouldn't they don't deserve it they, they, you no. know 
you'd have four conference champions right there. They deserve to be in the CFP. The thing that's kind of interesting to me, if USC loses, they're out. Either Ohio State or Alabama is getting in. Who, I don't know who, but one of those two, I believe, would be getting in. If TCU loses a close game this weekend, do you believe Ohio State jumps them and they get the fourth spot and TCU goes to five? Let me ask you a question. How okay. much faith do you put into the Big 12? As a competitive conference yes. going into the CFP? Yes. Um, is there a number less than zero? <laughs> That's kind of my point. Like, I think if if TCU's going to get in, they need to be undefeated. Um, I I think that even losing in the conference championship game means jack poop. Um, I think at that point you're you're losing to a nine and three Kansas State team. Well, a nine and three Kansas State team that lost to Tulane. Yeah. And uh, Ohio State's resume would be much better. They would still have beaten um, Penn State, which is top 10 right now, isn't it? I believe they are. Yes. I think I think Penn State is top 10. They've beaten t- Penn State on the road, um, which is top 10. They've beaten Notre Dame. Um, and the only it loss looks game. good now. Notre Dame looks wait, yeah. no, folks. If you haven't watched Notre Dame since the Ohio State game to begin the season, do your do yourself a favor and watch them in the in the uh, bowl game because they are a much much different team right now. Much better. So I think that resume is a lot better. TCU's got wins against Texas, which is a really good win. Oklahoma isn't a great win um, this year, at least. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I mean that Texas team now has four losses and they're twentieth in the country. So, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that that, like you said, the Big Twelve zero faith in them. If, I mean, Oklahoma right now they're six and six. If you compare resumes, and I personally, and look, guys, Bryce and I will tell you straight up, we're we're Ohio State fans, but we also don't think that Ohio State deserves to be a part of this this playoff. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. I, I am one of the most negative Ohio State fans. It's the only thing I'm negative about. I'm I like to be a positive person about everything that I do, especially on this podcast. I want this to be a, a positive podcast for everything we touch. Folks, I I'm I'll I'll give you the the most negative take on Ohio State because I I don't know why. It's just how I'm wired. I am the most negative person when it comes to Ohio State. And they have they have no business being in this college football playoff. None. After watching that Michigan game, you know your argument about the Big Ten or about the Big Twelve, Billy, I think is very valid. But if you take TCU out of the college football playoffs, if they lose to Kansas State, you're almost punishing them for playing in the championship and rewarding Ohio State for not playing in the championship. I I understand that, but. There's also been moments like that. It's happened before in the college football playoff. Uh, let's not forget Alabama was a non-conference championship or conference champion that made it into the top four after a conference champion or a team that was in the conference championship lost. How many how many non-conference championships have he have we had win the national championship with the CFP? Is it two or more? <sighs> Don't I know Bama know. did it once. UGA did it last year. I think that's it, right? 
Yeah, it sounds about yeah. right. But I mean, that's still that's still two. Like that's that's a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, you know, this is this is all theoretical stuff. But I, I think the big question here, Billy, let me get you a scenario here. UGA and Michigan are locked in, regardless of what happens this Saturday. Yeah, I think even if LSU beats UGA, I think UGA would fall as low as four. So yeah, they're, they're yeah. locked in. UGA could lose by 40 and they would still, I think they'd still be in the top three. Um, Michigan, same thing. Michigan could lose by 40 to Purdue. They're not going to. Um, I think LSU, I don't know. I don't, th- I don't oh, think LSU or yeah. Purdue, I don't think either one of them have a chance to beat the teams they're playing. But Michigan and the UGA are locked in regardless. They might not be one and two, but if they lose, whatever, they're locked in. The thing that becomes interesting to me this week is utah and usc and billy will actually know that going into the weekend utah and usc play friday night um at eight o'clock so we will be able to sort of keep track of that we have a much bigger game much more important game here in west georgia uh, than utah usc we'll talk about that probably tomorrow and friday um but we'll be able to keep track of that so let me give you a scenario here utah is a three-point dog totally can win this Totally can win this. They already did. That's right. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the USC's one loss is to Utah. So they have the formula. Hard to beat a good team twice, but they have the formula. Utah beats USC. Kansas State right now, two and a half point dog. They beat TCU. If TCU and USC lose, what is the final four on Sunday? Ohio State definitely gets in. Yes, agreed. Now the big question is, does Alabama leapfrog a one-loss TCU? Probably. <laughs> and that's that's the, <laughs> I hate it, but yeah. Uh, oh. oh, dude, that would be absolutely crazy. So the college, so right now, outside of Alabama, you have Tennessee, Penn State, Clemson, Kansas State. None of those guys are getting in, so it's irrelevant. So if TCU... Anything outside of the top six, I think you're not getting in. Agreed. So you're saying if TCU and USC loses, Ohio State obviously gets in. You think they put a two-loss Alabama team, who probably should have lost at least four games this year, in over a TCU team who lost in the conference championship and only has one loss? I think that's... Yeah. I do, and, and that's and so. In, in that scenario, it's a Big Ten versus SEC college football playoff. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'd love that, man. I I'd, would. I would. I'd love that. I, you know, I've, I've argued for a long time that the upper echelon of the Big Ten is just as good as the upper echelon of the SEC. Now, top to bottom, SEC is way better. The I'm problem, not even arguing that. The problem is, there where are you going to do the seating? Because is Ohio State does Ohio State jump up to three and then play Michigan in the semis, and then Alabama play at Georgia in the semis? You would have to. You would have to because they don't want another All SEC or an All Big Ten college football rate college football game. They don't. Again. And if anybody out there believes they do, go check the ratings for the All SEC national championships. They're not even Georgia and Alabama did pretty well several years ago versus versus our what was it when Alabama won when Georgia made it the first time, right? That was pretty great, and it was it went to overtime. 
right? Yes, but it didn't even touch any of the uh, national championships, the Ohio State Alabama national championship, the Ohio State uh, Oregon national championship. It didn't even touch the Ohio State Alabama semifinal game. I mean, I, they can do well, but you're not pulling in the amount of audience that you would if you have two different conferences. That's fair. So, you know, honestly, in my opinion, the best scenario for the college football playoff is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC all went out. That way you have four different conferences all represented. You have some new faces in there in TCU and USC. You have sort of a new face in Michigan. It's only what second or third year they've made it. Um, and Georgia's kind of become that perennial team. You know, they've almost taken over the mantle uh, of Georgia. So a lot to break down from the CFP and it all happens this weekend. Billy, there's been a lot of rumors on the Hawks trading for John Collins. And I have a couple of couple of trades here, a couple of names to see if it's a if it's a yay or nay for you okay. uh, for John Collins. Now, I you know, there's there's um there's uh, salaries and everything to work out. So this isn't a perfect science, but just sort of the big names that would be part of a John Collins trade. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. forward from Denver. He's averaging 16.4 points right now, six rebounds, and he is shooting uh let's see what is he shooting he averages a 16 per and he's shooting 42 percent from three yep all right and I'd you can play with, him you can play him at the four he, he's a three with, but you can play him at the four i'd be in with michael porter all right next next name uh jeremiah grant small forward from portland right now he's averaging 22 points per game 4.3 rebounds per game and almost an 18 per with a almost 50 percent three percentage uh three point percentage shooting percentage the thing that bothers me is his rebounds the fact that he's only getting four rebounds per game bothers me um from and he's too short to play the four yeah so I, I don't know about that one okay all right how about cameron johnson he only averages 13 points per game right now 3.4 rebounds he is out for i think one to two months with an injury but right now he's shooting 43 percent from three he has a 17.29 per. He's a young guy. He's 26. Once again, too short to play the four, would have to play the three. I don't know what you would have to give Phoenix to get him off of them, but would you trade JC for Cameron Johnson? Who would we get to play the four? Maybe Okongwu? I don't know. Or Bogey? Ugh, when he's healthy like in six months? I don't like that at all. Um. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, next name. Now, I would sell my soul and two of my three kids for this. Lori Markinen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just immediately. Just immediately, yes. Yep. Um, right now, he's averaging 22.2 points, 8.4 rebounds. He has a per over 20, almost 21. He's shooting 38% from three, 81% from free throw. Uh, this guy would be an automatic plug and play. I don't think you could get him on a straight swap for JC. I think you'd add, have to add some uh, draft pick kickers in there. But okay. I immediately jumped at this one. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Um, and another one that I think is interesting, it's not going to it's not going to help your starting rotation, but what we have talked about is the bench is kind of the big drawback to the Hawks this year. Spencer Dinwiddie out there in Dallas. Right now coming off the bench, he's averaging 17 points, 3 rebounds and almost 5 assists. He's got a 17.66 per uh, averaging about 40% from beyond the three, 83% from free throw. That would be a good second line point guard, a veteran point guard. He's 29. 
Uh, would you be interested in trading JC for a bench point guard? That makes sense, um, considering that our second, our second, uh, you know, right? Yeah, second string, if you will, bench yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. yep. Is and it adds a veteran presence into that second yeah. line as well. Yeah, so I, I would be, I would probably be okay with that. Okay, and and one I have a special pick because I didn't want you to read this one before I got to it. Oh, this God. is a one for this is a one for one trade, and I think it would benefit JC to go to this place and play in the style in which they play, and I think it would benefit this person for a change of scenery, and to possibly come here and add a big a bit of that dog on defense that we've been lacking. Billy, there is a Michigan State grad up in Golden State that might be looking for a change. Would you be interested in trading JC for Draymond Green straight up? How old's Draymond? 110. <laughs> yeah. uh, hold, hold, hold on. I'll get you. I'll get you his age real quick. He's not. He is not a spring chicken. I can uh, I can absolutely guarantee you of that. Is that is that going to trade anything, or is that going to is that going to change what you think on this trade? I, I like the name. Um, okay. I don't know what his because I haven't kept up with his productivity this year, so I don't know. He's 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 thirty two right now, so you'd only get him for one or two years, right? But he's a plug and play power forward. He is a smaller power forward. Uh, averaging nine points per game, six rebounds per game, seven assists per game, almost a 14 per. Uh, now, he's not going to help with the three-point shooting, obviously, but he, he's at, he's averaging almost a block per game, a steal per game, um, almost three turnovers per game, forcing three turnovers per game. So you're getting, you're trading what is perceived to be an offensive asset for a defensive asset. Right. Would you do that? No. All right. No, I don't think I will. All right. All right. So we're locked on the Lori Markinen. That's yes. the trade the Hawks need to make. Yeah. I'll uh I'll text Travis Schlink and let him know that we have agreed What's to, uh, to Lori Markinen. Remember. Oh yeah, they hired some some other person who's probably not in control. It's probably still Travis Schlink. <laughs> Travis is like, hey, we're gonna give you this role just to let you know you're not making any decisions. You're just, you're just there as a figurehead to get yelled at. Kind of like what's happening in with Atlanta United. Bingo. The right there. new CEO is probably going to end up being GM, you know, over. Yeah. Um, what's his nuts? Hashtag Boca out. All right. Let's get to the Marine South School Board. Uh, last night in, in boys basketball, Harrison County at Bowden. We don't have a score. Um, it might have been moved. That's sort of what I'm thinking. I know a lot of the Bowden basketball games have been moved. Um, and and I, I think we checked on this yesterday and there was no GoFanMe tickets for it. So I, I'm going to assume this was moved because of the Bowden. Because, listen, folks, if you don't know, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what's coming up Friday for Bowden, you do not have your finger on the pulse. Yeah. Uh, big game for Bowden this week. I can't wait. We're going to break it all down probably tomorrow and Friday because that's how big of a game it is. Yep. Uh, LaGrange beat Hurt County 68-38 to in boys basketball. Gordon Central beat Mount Zion 74-62. to and then Villarica fell to South Paulding 100 to 45. It was not a good night for boys basketball. No, it wasn't, but it was a great night for our uh, girls athletes, which it, uh, it always is out here on the uh, on yeah. the west side because we have the best girls athletes in the entire state. And Billy, I will not quit saying that 
until I'm out of breath or everybody in the entire state knows that we have the best girls athletes. Temple beat Bremen. We couldn't find the score, though. So that's that. Yeah, I, I, I watched this game and I wrote the score down somewhere and I I literally have no idea where I wrote it down. I looked through all my notes. I don't I have no idea where I wrote this. I have no idea where I wrote the score down. But Temple did beat Bremen. It was about a 10 point game. Um, I don't remember exactly what the score was, and I have no idea where I wrote it down. But I did watch this game. Temple has some athletes, man. Yeah. Temple has some some quick athletes on their basketball team. Heard County uh, in girls basketball. Heard County beat LaGrange 59 to 22. Mount Zion beat Gordon Central 49 to 23. Villarica beat South Pauling 46 to 43. Let's go. Bremen beat Temple 54 to 40. And that's your girls basketball scores. Last night. I'm. The one score I'm excited about there, Billy, is, is Villarica uh, South Paulding. I saw Villarica in the Kyle Sandy League, and I was sort of, you know, I, I had questions about what they would look like in the regular season this year just because of what they looked like in the Kyle Sandy League. Uh, it appears they figured something out. That's awesome, man. I'm stoked for that team. Uh, last night in playoff flag football, Central beat Clarkson 27-21 in the first round and then turn around and beat the host Heritage seven to six to move on to the elite eight way to go central let's go let's see hold on hold on billy one second i'm gonna check my notes here from earlier on in the podcast yeah best athletes in the entire state for girls uh sports yeah uh then last night villarica beat tucker and then fell to evans in the sweet 16 so unfortunately villarica's uh season comes to an end uh but still great year um they got their first ever playoff victory so great job ladies Love to see the coverage that we get for flag football too. I tweeted this out with a with a daughter who plays flag football. Love the emphasis and love the coverage we get on flag football. On the stump of games and events calendar, uh, wrestling uh, tonight. Villarica boys are at the South Paulding Quad, and that's your uh, stump of games and events calendar for t- this Wednesday. You ready for another cup of coffee? Babe? I need another cup of coffee. Let's get it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Not only is Hannah Strawn a realtor, she is also the number three ranked heavyweight wrestler in the entire state of Georgia, which I just <laughs> found that out yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. It's great. I didn't know that. Uh, United States men's national team's Christian Pulisic will be ready for the Netherlands despite injury. He got injured yesterday in the game-winning goal versus Iran, uh, but he said he Huge will goal. 100% be ready for the Netherlands game on Saturday. Huge goal for, for the U.S. That was That was such a massive goal um did you happen to see the pat mcafee show uh on tiktok yesterday after about the bullshit skull oh i did not oh my god dude I'll have to look that it's up. insane yeah. it's awesome we were uh we were going crazy in here we were yeah I, I say we i was i was going crazy i was i was in my office watching it a uh, huge goal guys i know i know we don't probably don't have a lot of soccer fans that listen to this podcast but uh, hey, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. on Saturday. Everybody get around. It's going to be before the the conference championship games kick off on Sunday. Don the red, white, and blue, and and cheer this team on because Billy, I'm telling you, I, there's something about this team. Uh, and I said it in our preview podcast. They remind me a lot of that O2 team that got to the semifinals. There there is a youthful exuberance about this team, and there is a there's an attacking way about them. They are the youngest team in the World Cup, and it's one of those things that if you don't know what's coming, you can't be scared of it. Uh, it and I, I love the way this team is playing right now. A couple things need to be 
tweaked and changed uh, until Saturday. But uh, but I'm super hyped. I, I am so excited. This is this is the most faith I've had in a U.S. soccer team going into the knockouts in a long, long time. So you so, think you think U.S. should handle the Netherlands? Is what you're saying? I listen. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. But I think we are better than the Netherlands. After watching all three USA games and the games that the Netherlands have played, I think we're better than the Netherlands. Okay. We just got to get better at set pieces. We got to get better at set pieces. Uh, so Saturday, 10 a.m., Trent Dilfer set to take over the UAB football team. Just random. I did not see this coming at all. Random. Okay. Very odd. Yeah. Good so, go, Dilfer. Good job. Good job, Trent. Uh, Capital star Ovechkin passes Gretzky for the most NHL road goals. Uh, Ovechkin, one of the greatest of all time to do it. He's 106. Him and him and Draymond are about the same age. Yeah, that's Ovechkin's old. He, he is. He's my age. I think he's 37. Honestly, I thought he was older than that. I thought he was closer to 40. No, and that's the thing. Like he looks, he looks old as crap. He does. He looks like he's about 60. The amount of gray hair that Alexander Ovechkin has in his head right now is unreal. But no, he's um, he's still playing really, really good hockey. I love watching him. Isn't he? He's an exciting player, man. No he's, he's a very exciting player. Uh, the Rose Bowl given Wednesday deadline for the CFP. So the Rose Bowl has been arguing with the college football playoff committee that if the college football playoff expands, that they have to have uh, they have to be assured a playoff game every single year. Um, and I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. It's the Rose Bowl. It's the granddaddy of them all. I think they should be assured Amen. of a playoff game every single year. Amen. And yeah. it's just it's just one of those games that just means more. Um, even it's when, iconic. Even when, um, you know, last year, Ohio State made it to the Rose Bowl after not get, making it into the playoffs. I. I'm not that upset because I love the Rose Bowl that much. I've been there. I, I marched in that parade. It's it's something that is just it's un freaking real out there. So what a what a nerd. Yeah, uh, t- dude, you're not taking <laughs> anything away from me there, dude. Oh, dude, <laughs> if, if I if I knew how to play an instrument, I'd be marching in that parade too. That's really cool, man. That's that's one of those lifetime it's, things that oh, you know, it, you know. It's one of those moments, man. Like like. Everyone knows the parade, right? So when when you're watching the parade, the the iconic turn it's it's a hundred and eight degree turn, and you're you're supposed to have, you know, a big. You're supposed to keep lines straight and all this kind of stuff. But once you make that turn, ahead of you, you've got a hundred thousand people on that stretch of of uh, road looking up at you on top of the millions of people that are watching you at home. Can can I tell you something and you not get angry at me about it? Go. I've uh I've never seen the parade. I'm not that doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> I've never watched the parade. I think my family has. I don't think I've ever watched the parade. But what is it? The parade it's the parade of roses, right? That's what it's called. The rose parade. Yeah. 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 yeah it, I don't it's uh, unreal man. Yeah. It's when you it still gives me chills when I think about it. Honestly, now you have to do the parade for the uh, the NASCAR race that they have out there at the Rose Bowl. Um, and today, in 1993, the NFL announces the 30th franchise, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And funny enough, since 1993, the Jacksonville Jaguars have had the first round or the first pick in the draft for the NFL every single year. Uh, so, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, to Jacksonville. Good job, good job. I don't think they'll actually get it this year. 
pretty cool. Bill, you got anything else to add today, man? No, man. Let's get out of here on the last day of November. Um, yeah, get out of here. Last day of November, hump day, wet Wednesday. 25 days. We got a lot of nicknames today. What was that? 25 days till Christmas. 25 days until Christmas and two days until a huge football game on the west side. We'll have all that information tomorrow and Friday, but we will see you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>